Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jeff Brainerd. Jeff, are you ready to do this? I believe so, George. Let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Jeff is the co-founder and managing director of Noble Wealth Partners. Early in his career, he had the opportunity to work with some of the largest investment managers in the world, including State Street, Deutsche Bank, and Mainstay. He is a staunch believer in using ETFs and other low-cost solutions for his clients. I'm excited to have you on. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, George. Well, thank you. Uh, it's a, a pleasure to be on your show. Um, big fan. Um, listened to quite a few of them. Well, thank um, you. I am a state registered investment advisor uh, in the city of Denver, um, down here in Colorado, uh, and happy to now be working with private clients. So you mentioned that um, I started my career uh, in the world of big finance, where I was working in the ETF departments for some of the larger investment managers in the world. I was uh, fortunate to be on the cutting edge of, of sort of the ETF movement. I, I, I got involved in the Spider products back in 2003. Um, but what I had always hoped to do was be able to work with uh, clients on their personal finances. So after a few unsuccessful interviews when I was coming out of college with uh, the likes of Morgan Stanley, Waddell and Reed, uh, Prudential, you kind of name it, I realized I was way too young to do that. So that's why I pursued a career um, on the mutual fund side, which was good for me. But now, as I have hit my 40s, I was uh, I was lucky enough to feel like it was it was time to to move in the direction of private client services. So, um, started my own RIA a year ago. Partnered up with a, another gentleman just this past summer, and uh, we are now called Noble Wealth Partners. So we spend most of our time working with folks that are in the uh, Gen X, Gen Y world helping them create a financial plan, working on saving for things like retirement, college, all of those things that can make life really, really complicated and trying to give them the best path forward and give them solutions to achieve their their goals. Excellent. When I was looking at your website, I noticed that, uh, that one, I don't want to call it a tagline necessarily, but it says a lifestyle partner. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things about personal finances is it's so ingrained, especially with uh, with families. Um, you know, they, when you're a single person, I think you know finances are obviously important. But whenever it's it's uh, a husband and a wife and, and kids and all sorts of different moving parts, um, it's it's a lifestyle uh, decision that you have to make. Uh, oftentimes, with your finances, so sometimes it's giving up something so that you can accomplish something else. And really, that's what my business partner, Grant Glenn, and I are trying to do is, is partner with people's lifestyle decisions um, to help guide them in what is the most important to them um, and making the sacrifices that allow them to achieve goals uh, that they have for, for longevity of their family. So so that's really kind of where that comes from. Yeah, I think that that's great. And I think that, you know, that's really what the majority of us really want is we don't want to be thinking about money all the time. We want to know that we have a good plan in place, that we have the confidence of knowing that we're doing the right things so that we can focus on those things that are most important to us, which you referenced, which are family and whatever it might be. So I think that really resonates. Yeah, I think contrary to what people might believe, when you sit down and you go through the nitty gritty of putting together a plan, 
Um, it is actually the most freeing thing for your life that you could possibly do. So it, it's not a handcuff. It's not uh, something that has to be tedious. It, it really is something that sort of gives you the guiding light or the North Star that you need to make the right decisions. And it frees yourself up so much uh, to then be confident in what you're doing. Um, you know, there, there's an old saying about eliminating as many choices as you can from your daily repertoire. And I know that uh, there, there are a lot of professionals who will wear the same suit and the same tie every day just because it's one less thing that they don't have to think about or eat the same thing for breakfast every day. One less thing you don't have to think about. If you sit down and create a financial plan, it's just one less thing uh, off your table as a family that you, that you don't have to think about. And I think that that's where the freedom really can come into play. That's so true, right? There's immense value in uh, in getting rid of, of 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 choices, at least at least the uh, sort of boring, monotonous ones. So, exactly. Well, I think that that's great. And this maybe I, I wanted to, to to get your take on if there was one area. I mean, you've been you've been in the in the industry for 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 a good while, but have have you found that there's an area that that if people were able to make an improvement, would in fact give them the greatest opportunity to be successful? Yeah, and this may sound a little uh, a little trite, but I I think budgeting um, it, it really has become a four letter word for people, and I and I'll admit, you know, even my own household with with my wife and and with our kids, the 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 sheer act of sitting down and looking at a budget, the money coming in and the money going out, just as simple as that. Um, it either can be really, really complicated and, and have a ton of different line items and, and try to get as granular as possible, or you're just trying to figure out how much did I actually spend last month? That is so powerful for families to just get a grasp of that. And I think it's one area, even people who maybe feel like that they have a really good portfolio or they've got a great job or whatever the situation might be, um, if they spend a little bit of time optimizing their budget, I think it would have the most impact uh, especially with the, the types of clients that we work with, with with young families, with uh, with folks that are that are trying to work on both retirement and figuring out how they're going to pay for college, um, sit down and work on a budget. Uh, as hard as it may be for you, it's going to have the biggest impact. Yeah, I think that that's I think that that's right, and I can speak from personal experience and and definitely have that. I used to absolutely hate going through the exercise. Um, yeah. And I've been in the industry forever, but it was mainly because I, I think in the back of my head or maybe the middle of my head or potentially even the front, I knew that I did not have a great handle on the cash flow, money in, money, money going out. And so just as human beings, we want to avoid having that unpleasant conversation with ourselves or with our spouse or whoever. So, but to your point, um, there's that fierce conversation idea of interrogating reality. And if you're able to do that and get over that hump, then it is really empowering. Uh, no question. And I, I think, you know, you make a good point, especially with your spouse, whether that be your husband or your wife. Um, a lot of the times going over and can feel like somebody's blaming somebody else. And I know that that's an issue that my wife and I have uh, when we talk about finances. I think that that's really where bringing in a disinterested third party, uh, that that financial planner, that financial advisor who can really give you some good guidance there. I think that's that's where things can get a little smoother for people or even a tool um, online. There's a ton of them now, you know, mint.com, personal capital, whatever that you want to track your, your finances in. I think that that sort of takes some of the blame game out. And I think that's the first and very most important thing that you have to get rid of uh, before you can have a healthy budgeting conversation. Yeah, that's an excellent point. It is, 
it can feel like it can feel like blame, even though that may not be that person's intention. So I think that that's yep. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Blame or shame, as I like to say, George, it's one or the other. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Right. Blame or shame. I, I think that that makes sense. So there's an opportunity for people to to really move forward in a positive direction, having that budget conversation, doing it consistently. What do you think really bothers people and, 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 and can keep them up at night? I think people's biggest concern is that a budget in somehow, shape, or form will limit them from being able to enjoy their life. And they, they feel like that it's going to put some constraints on what they can do um, to actually enjoy themselves. And, and I understand that that's, that's probably the hardest part of any sort of lifestyle decision that you make with your finances is to say, okay, we have to cut back. We have to cut back. We have to cut back. And if you continue to say that, it really can become a miserable task. So I think the the important thing with budgeting is is to first gain an awareness on what you're spending money on and what is important to you and to figure out where that money is going. And hopefully, even if you just take three months to take a peek at it, um, you start to figure out what you're spending it on and you'll have these small revelations where you say to yourself and, and you say to your spouse that I can't believe we're spending that much money on groceries, for example, um, maybe we need to do a little bit better job of planning uh, for that. But the intention of, of budgeting is is not to restrict your lifestyle. It's not to say you can never go out and have fun and you have to stop spending every dime immediately. Uh, the intention of, of having a budget in place is simply to give you the freedom to make the choices that do make you happy. I, I, I think that I, I, I appreciate that. As we're talking, part of me says that if you do budget and you realize that you are overspending every single month, maybe maybe it is time to have that tough conversation with yourself and you say, you know what, maybe we need to, A, either we need to find new jobs where we make more money, or B, we do need to make tough decisions and start cutting our lifestyle decisions. But that's not a very popular probably statement. No, no, it's not. And, and, but, you know, clearly you're right. There's, there's only two options. There's make more money or spend less. Um, and if you're cutting yourself to the bone and I, there's so many places where you can go to get great ideas. I mean, living the life of just absolute pure frugality is not for me. Um, but there's another gentleman here in Colorado. He lives up in Longmont and he has a blog called Mr. Money Mustache. I don't know if you know about him, George, but uh, it's a really interesting sort of way to to gauge different ways where you can cut things to the absolute bone. Um, it's not for me, um, but I still think that there are uh, there are only going to be two solutions. So you do as a as a family, you have to decide uh, what's important, where we want to spend those resources, and and how we're going to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I've never taken a vow of poverty, and never do I intend to do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own to each their own so yep. we've been focused on budgeting um and that's maybe maybe that's the answer to my next question as well but what what do people have a really hard time doing that if they were able to get over that hump would give them the best best opportunity for success well this is going to be sort of a broad uh conversation about society as a whole but i i think people need to loosen up their fear about talking about money. Um, and I will first off by say that I think that's an important thing that we do, but I don't necessarily have a great solution for it. 
Um, because I know it, it can be a taboo subject. Um, people don't want other people to know how much money they make. They don't want people to see how much money they spend. Um, and I think if it became less of uh, a really personal uh, thing that we help, we hold close and that, and that we fear to talk to other people about, then maybe those solutions can become a little bit more readily apparent for people. Um, and that starts, you know, being able to have that conversation with your spouse, being able to have that conversation with your parents, if they can, uh, provide you with a little bit of advice. Um, I think it's really important to be able to have that conversation with your children. Um, and I don't think you can get those types of things, uh, accomplished unless you put everything out onto the table. Um, so we're trying to do that. I, I have three kids. Um, they're 15 years old, 12 years old, and 10 years old, two boys and a girl. Uh, we try to involve them a little bit with these types of discussions because I think the unwillingness to share any information about our personal finances has really sort of created a, a, an industry um, that is trying to, for lack of a better word, trick people into buying things that they maybe don't need. And I think the real, uh, the real needle mover in this industry will be when people are able to open up a little bit more and, and get true, unbiased advice uh, from a professional that can help uh, give them or, or guide them along the path. Yeah, I think that such an important thing and the more conversations that we can have with our kids or with young people through education or just having more dialogue about money and frank conversations and practical conversations about money then that will probably help the future generations be more comfortable talking with people about it but you're right it is one of those one of those few remaining topics that are that are somewhat off limits um but it seems to me that, that that we're getting a little bit better about that, but it is extremely private. So um, do you do you coach people to, and this is kind of going back to the whole budgeting thing, but that's oftentimes the, one of the best opportunities to be talking about money. Do you coach them to, to have a specific day, if it's once a month or once a week or once a quarter, to sit down and go through the budget and to talk about it? Because perhaps scheduling it will make it easier? Yeah, I think that for me, um, what I coach people to do, and, and again, I, everything that I do with clients, I really try to experiment on myself. So I'm, <laughs> I'm my, my biggest test lab, right? And so I have tried every tool, every uh, tactic uh, with both my wife and, and my kids and, and what is the best possible way. There is no one great solution, but I will tell you that what works really well for me and for my, my own personal household is I look and categorize expenses every day um, just because it keeps me attuned into what's happening and it, and it provides some awareness. But that's all that is, is just looking at what the expenses are that are coming through, categorize those really quickly, make note of it, and then move on. As far as sitting down and having sort of a personal finance meeting, I think weekly is really important. I know most people probably operate monthly because that's how they get paid. That just seems to be the easiest way to look at expenses. It's a relatively arbitrary number. Um, and I think if everybody got into the habit of just looking at what they spend every day and then on a weekly basis say, okay, this is what we did. And are we expecting to have anything that's going to happen that's relatively large or out of the ordinary next week? and then go through the whole process again. Um, weekly just, I think, works a little bit better, but daily is a little too much and monthly is quite is not quite enough, if you know what I mean. So I, that's kind of where I, I, I coach people to get into that habit. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. I think it would be eye-opening for people to realize if you do track your spending on a daily basis, even if it's for, for two weeks or a month or two, that you probably spend way more money than, than, than maybe you even realize. So I think that's great. Well, Jeff, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, so I mean, I, this isn't going to come as a surprise to anybody, um, but my, my difference-making tip is to find time to be aware of the money you're spending. So George, you just mentioned you hit the nail right on the head. People spend way more money than they think they do. Um, 10 times out of 10, when I sit down and talk with a client and I ask them to give me an estimate on their monthly expenses, it is always wrong. Um, They never factor (laughs) in certain things that are going to come up uh, throughout the year, whether that be just home improvement or work on their car or oil changes or whatever it might be, there's always going to be a few dollars here and there that get forgotten. So, um, you know, my, my big money saving tip is to just make yourself aware, start looking at it every day. There's free tools everywhere. There are a ton of financial professionals who are happy to help you if you need that additional guidance and that initial coaching, but just go out and start making yourself recognize and be aware of that money that's going out the door. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on, come on. And Jeff, thanks so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah. So, uh, NWP plan. Um, again, the name of the firm is, is noble wealth partners, uh, based in Denver, Colorado, nwpplan.com is our website. Um, really the easiest and best way to do that. And, you know, of course we're on Twitter. When I say we're, it's my business partner, Grant Glenn and myself, uh, just a two man shop. And, uh, you can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, you know, all the, the usual social media places, but the best place to start is nwpplan.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jeff your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to nwpplan.com. Find him on social media. I'll list all of those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you, George. Have a great day. You too, man. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.